Welcome to episode 29 of Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and just last week I put up an open call to be a guest on Uncontained on Facebook and a few of the uh, groups that I belong to, and uh, I've had some really good responses to that lately. That's actually how I got this guest for today's show. Christian Burnell and I will continue to put up those open calls before it was just pretty much a referral basis to be a guest on the show but uh, I want to open it up to everybody who's in the entertainment industry and would like to be part of Uncontained share their story share their trials their failures their successes and uh, also of course how they live uncontained. Today's guest is Christian Burnell. He's an artist. He's pretty much an all-around artist with not just one medium to work with. He's done digital art, tattooing, uh, stand-up comedy, storytelling. He's recently started making music and has a couple big shows coming up as well in the art world. The first one is his first solo exhibition, which happens to be in Las Vegas, Nevada at the Erotic Heritage Museum. Okay, I'm going to try to say the title of the show, but uh, I'll probably slaughter it, so you'll have to listen to him say it during the show. It's Alienum Extratus. I think that's how you say it, but as I say, it could possibly be completely wrong. And then again, another show he has coming up is in October in Racine, Wisconsin. It's Tattoo Artists Beyond the Skin featuring artwork that they've put out that is not on the skin. Non-tattoo related artwork, which is a really cool concept. We'll get into that in the show. So enough talk about the show. Let's just get right into it. This is this is tattoo artist, artist, musician, stand-up comic, storyteller, Christian Burnell. How are you doing today, Christian? All right, how are you doing? When you string it all Great. together like that, it does sound pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, you got got quite the list of uh, professions going on. Uh, when it comes down to it, uh, what what are you first and foremost? Just an artist. Just an artist? Yeah. All right. All right, and what kind of art do you uh, typically do, Kristen? Um, right now, I'm actually working uh, primarily digitally, um, and uh, and doing my tattoo work. Um, that's about it, man. Um, uh, working digitally um, it frees me. I don't have to worry about cleaning things up. Uh, I don't have to worry about storing things. Um, and carrying around a ton of work because I like to work in sort of large format. Um, and as an artist, you tend to accumulate a lot of stuff over time. And um, then you have to worry about on a constant basis, you know, well, uh, when I move, uh, am I going to have room for all this stuff? And I, you know, I got to make sure that I'm making enough money so that I have, so that I can afford someplace to store all this stuff and uh and house it properly and uh, then i'll probably have to build something to store it in and then my studio will more than likely be the place that i'm going to work in so i can be surrounded by all this stuff that i'm already haven't been able to get rid of while i'm trying to make more stuff that i might not be able to get rid of uh, all right all right and now with the digital stuff it's nice you just have to have a hard drive exactly. instead of a storage unit or your studio so for people that don't know you very well, uh, will you uh, tell my uncontained audience a little bit about yourself? 
Um, I'm like, I'm just the artist. I'm an, an artist, dude. That's it. I, uh, uh, there's nothing, uh, in the past that's particularly, I don't have a Batman story, um, that, that like why I became the superhero. Um, I just, um, <laughs> my mom was an artist. Um, I have an uncle who's actually kind of like a famous muralist. Um, and so, uh, I had them, um, my mom ended up not being an artist because, you know, back then that wasn't what women did. Um, but, uh, uh she, uh, got me into the arts and, and sort of pushed me in that direction. And I, I guess I had a natural inclination for it. Um, <clears throat> eventually, um, uh, I went to school, you know, I went to college for art and, uh, Actually, I, you know, I, I, it's like I, glo I gloss over that too or minimize it because when I got, I mean, when I got out of college, I just stopped making art altogether. I was really sick of art. Um, I was sick of the really? idea of fine art. Um, yeah, I, I remember like, I literally remember like, well, I want to say like the my first week of junior college, um, there was an issue of high times that had HR Geiger in there and he's one of my favorite artists in the world. And, um, I remember taking it to one of my teachers and trying to tell them that that was the kind of work I wanted to do. And I just remember him being like, heck, I'll never be a fine artist. Uh, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I, that, I don't know. I want to say that, uh, I want to say that when I finally started tattooing, uh, having the art history knowledge and, and just the overall technical skill that I acquired through going to college really, really helped me, um, advance a little bit quicker or or sort of hang with people who were more advanced quicker and actually perhaps pass them up a bit um because of that knowledge but at the same time i i i'm i was very bitter when i got out of college of of how i felt the things that really okay. influenced me and and drove me were were looked upon so even though um, you weren't necessarily into the quote-unquote fine art, uh, what was it that you ended up taking away that uh, made it beneficial for your tattooing and for your other art as you went forward? Mainly that it kept, that it kept me working, that, that I was actually doing something. Um, at least that's the way I, I think it, that I was coming up with, uh, uh, with a, a method of operation that I was working through ideas still, um, that I was having to meet deadlines basically, um, that I had the facilities to explore new things. Um, I make music and I write poetry and then, and another student there suggested, you know, well, the way to meld those things would be to take video. So I, I got into video work for a while. Um, and, and, you know, uh, obviously uh, money is always such a huge thing for artists. So, I mean, having uh, a dark room at my disposable, having a, a woodworking studio at my disposable with all those tools, having welding equipment, is, but that's invaluable. Yeah, definitely. It's hard to come across all that stuff on your own. And was it the school that provided all that stuff to yeah. you? or? Okay, all right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, you know, you got to make do with what you can if you don't have all that stuff. But, okay, so what kind of art are you, what kind of art are you into right now? Uh, like, what kind of tattoos do you do? Is it more, like, cartoony or realistic or... Black work is, is totally what, I what I'm loving. Um, just, there's something really beautiful and primitive <laughs> about just plain black work, um, any kind, um, 
like you'll see dot work mandalas or uh, sacred geometry pieces, um, things that have like tessellated um, figures. Um, black work sort of covers a lot of different things. My particular uh, interest is is in like big, heavy, solid black work, and then dot work that's uh, that that borders on realism. Um, Okay, so for people who aren't necessarily artists yeah. like myself, I'm not like a drawing artist or anything like that. Uh, black work, that basically just means all black ink, yeah. no other colors, just shadowing, shading. and No, actually, um, black work's usually, um, like well, like you said, just, just black. Uh, so uh, a lot of, like, uh, it's hard to get the, get, as smooth and a complete gradation with just black. So typically it'll be, um, well, no, I shouldn't say typically there. Like I said, there's a wide range of stuff, but you'll, there's a lot of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, just graphic, um, mandala designs. You'll see a lot of, um, like I said, the sacred geometry stuff, which is basically, um, Euclidean solids. Uh, I think that's the word I'm looking for. Okay. Um, as well as uh, like M.C. Escher type work, um, uh, old illustration work that is just made up of lines, um, dot work, so like pointillism, um, work where the shading is, is done uh, or made up of very tiny dots or, or, or variations of sizes of dots and concentrations of those dots. Um, does that make sense now? Yeah, I think I'm kind of picking up what you're laying down now. So I just wanted to get that cleared up so I'm not like, oh, yeah, yeah, black work, black work. I don't just, if I don't know something, I want to throw it out there right, right, right. And, and learn it myself. You know, that's kind of what this podcast is about a little bit. Yeah. One, getting to know the artists and entertainers throughout the industry who are either getting started or have made it. Or for those who are involved in the entertainment industry, maybe learning something from the people who I'm interviewing. Right on, right on. Even if that person learning is me. Right. <laughs> I'm all, I also really love uh, black and gray work, and that's probably my, my the biggest uh, call of stuff that I get for. So it's just uh, borderline. Um, I really like uh, comic work, but I don't want to get too comic, um, too cartoony, I guess. Um, but I do love... But, comic book art is kind of what made me want to be an artist in the, in the beginning. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I, I collected comics and, uh, I had the, you know, draw comics, the Marvel way book. Uh, I think my brother had that. Really? Yeah. 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 That was, I wanted, that's had to have influenced like an entire generation of artists. Yeah. And who's your favorite superhero? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. What, <laughs> what did you like about Spider-Man? Um, Actually, uh, I guess if I have to think about it, Spider when I was a kid, Spider Man was my favorite. Now, as an adult, I guess I would have to say there. Um, I, I think it was. I can't remember what company came out with it, but there was a character in the early '90s called Martial Law. Um, it was right around like the Watchmen time and and Dark okay. Knight. Um, and Martial Law was this character who came from uh, his their the little reality they created there was. Uh, like the government had basically made everybody like had come up with a way to make people anybody superheroes and, and that they had this war and all the superheroes 
or or these basically soldiers that they made super powered uh, went and fought this war, and, when, and then it was like the aftermath of them coming home. So now they had PTSD, and they were addicts and shit, and and, and weirdos, <laughs> and and fucked up, and and they got into gangs, and it was, just, and there were like these, the, they had the, this concept of pain hookers, so you could like because they they didn't feel pain quite like other people, so. You like you could have a rough week at work and then go hire one of these pain hookers and like beat the shit out of them because they couldn't feel it. Uh, huh. And and martial law was a cop basically who who was a cop of those. Uh, he, he they called him a you know a cape killer, a hero hunter, uh, and his little tagline was you know I hunt heroes but I haven't found any yet. Um, and he was like this, uh, dressed in this, uh, like complete leather outfit that looked like, you know, like almost a gimp kind of uh, thing. And then with a barbed wire wrapped around his arm, they even one eventually at some point they had him like up, they did a crossover comic with him versus pinhead and is it really from Hellraiser. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I haven't I actually haven't heard of uh martial law comic. I might have to check that out. Yeah. Did they, did they make that into any sort of like animated series or anything or didn't i know at some point somebody was supposed to be uh trying to make it into a movie and i would have loved to see that but um you never know netflix may have it coming they have a pretty strong comic catalog you know they have like uh daredevil which is a hell of a lot better than the movie was uh then like luke cage is coming out Daredevil Uh, has better fight fight choreography than movies that are about fighting uh, <laughs> pretty right. much dude i was i was thoroughly i'm i've been thoroughly impressed with a lot of the uh netflix series coming yeah, out very much so i'm waiting on the iron fist is what i'm really waiting on okay all right yeah when's that supposed to come out um I or have, do you have a date here. no no i don't know man i'm not uh i've had too much on my mind to be cognizant of that all right, and one of those things on your mind, maybe this uh, expo that you have coming up yeah. in uh, Las Vegas, right? Or exhibition, yeah, whatever. It's a show. Uh, it's a, my. It's my art. Um, yeah, um, yeah. The work is actually um, uh, part of a larger project um, that I all together called. <laughs> I'm trying to uh, trying to make it sound like some sort of hidden uh, occult book, the Alienum Ecstasis. Uh, which roughly translates in <laughs> Latin as strange ecstasies. Um, and okay. I, I, it's sort of, I guess, uh, I'm trying to work towards making visionary art, trying to make ecstatic art. And uh, for me, making art has been a lot of process of uh, letting go of what I want to do or where I want to go with the art and just letting something or whatever that, whatever it is that's actually making art about me, uh, just do that. And uh, maybe, uh, maybe if I can direct that or just enjoy the ride in general. Um, so these works have been coming out. Uh, they had a bit of an erotic, uh, tone to them. Like all my younger works actually did. So yeah, it'll be at the erotic heritage museum. Uh, okay. The book itself, uh, strangely, is like a uh, I don't I I I can't uh, really wrap my head around it either. Uh, the things that I write are are vaguely um, beat uh, beat writerish, um, perhaps. Um, 
I don't know how to describe them. Uh, I'm very influenced as far as things that I write by beat writing. Um, the very little bit of uh, Thomas Pinchon's Gravity Rainbow that <laughs> I can actually make it through. Um, and H.P. Lovecraft is uh, like a, I can't get enough of H.P. Lovecraft's work. Uh, so is this uh, exhibit that you have uh, going on, you said it's your first uh, solo one. Is it a combination of like your exa- slightly exotic art and uh, and stories that you wrote too? Um, the, I'm going to make a small, um, what you call it, like a, a, a show catalog. Uh, that will, There's only 10 pieces. It's a very small gallery um, and the pieces are rather large. So there'll be 10 pieces. Uh, and I'll make them into a, there will be a catalog that comes along with it with some samples of the writing, um, that I was planning on putting together with that. But other than that, uh, and hopefully that will all end up being collected into, uh, the larger work. Okay. Being from central Illinois, how do you land your first exhibit in Las Vegas, Nevada? I don't know that either, man. I'm kind of waiting until I get there to ask them how that, <laughs> how that happened. I just, uh, um, uh, once I, once I started, man, I, I actually, uh, graduated from, uh, college in like 2002. Um, and even that was late. I, I, I got a four year degree in like nine years because like after two or three years each, like for my associates and my masters after, or my bachelors, I like after two or three years of not getting a degree, I'd go to the counselor and be like, why don't I have a degree? And they'd be like, because you didn't take any of the curriculum courses. <laughs> then I'd spend like another year or two taking curriculum courses, and um, but like I said, once I start, once I was uh, out of college, I stopped for a bit, and uh, I really got got into tattooing late. Uh, I was stuck in another job for a while and miserable. Eventually, I kind of uh, made this pact with myself that uh, I had to do something different because I knew I was miserable, and I told myself that if I uh, uh, it was kind of all or nothing. So I was like, uh, either I'm going to start tattooing or, uh, if I don't, if I don't start tattooing by the time I'm 40, I'm just going to kill myself. Um, and that's quite, quite the steep ultimatum for yourself there. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I was shooting for the stars, I guess. I, uh, I really didn't want to give myself the option of failure. Um, it's definitely a way to keep motivated. It, it took me about four years, but I got an apprenticeship and uh, time I was 38, and uh, now I've been tattooing about five years. How do you go about getting an apprenticeship with a tattoo artist? Um, I, I co- basically collected together enough work of um, flash stuff that you know might be tattoo designs or drawings that I did, and, um, and that was a learning process too, man. Because, I, like I said, I stopped making art for a while, so in a way. And when I even when I was at school, I had gotten away from what I was comfortable with of drawing with a pencil, and I got into drawing with charcoal all the time, which was kind of a different world. And um, so, yeah, I, I kind of had to reteach myself to draw, and then and then basically build a nice looking portfolio of stuff that people would like that I could take to every shop that I could find within a you know a certain radius of wherever I lived, and and ask them if they'd take a look at it and have any advice. And if I got a good vibe, basically keep going back and bugging them. And, um, okay. So, so a little bit of persistence involved. Yeah. And, and getting used to people, uh, ignoring you or, or saying really dumb things or thinking you're really dumb or, um, 
you got to have a thick skin. Uh, I know I didn't when I was a kid and I tried to get an apprenticeship. I think I, uh, I don't know. Uh, everything happens for a reason. I got to think. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I went to a lot of different shops and during that time, man, that, um, and, uh, and I met a lot of cool people. Um, and, uh, you meet some assholes of course, but, uh, that's what happens. Uh, so I just shopped around and shopped around and eventually, uh, I came upon somebody who was like, uh, you need to be tattooing. And um, bada bing, bada bang. Uh, we moved to that town, and uh, next thing I know, I, I was a tattoo apprentice. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, so you got the tattoo artist, your regular art, uh, or the art that's, I don't want to say regular art, but uh, more art that uh, is um, more conventional art as far as on paper. And stuff. I, what would you call that? I, I'm running. I don't know. Like I, 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 I don't know what uh, I can say. It's surreal for sure. Uh, I don't know that I can. I can say I'm part of anything. Um, I hopefully I'm just doing my own thing. But I'm sure there's other people out there doing it in this gigantic world. So I'm just trying to uh, trying to make art. Period. And I'm not going to worry about whether it's fine art or lowbrow or or highbrow or or anything. Um, whatever speaks to you man that's yeah, what you gotta do yeah. the pieces I'm making now are um, um, like I said they're digital originally I was printing uh, I was having them printed as like very large glossy um, decals that I mounted on on flat wood and now I'm actually having them printed as like tapestries or or, or like a hanging scroll kind of okay that's cool uh, there's a uh, a Japanese sort of tradition of, of adhering paintings to hanging scrolls kakajiku i think they call it i may be totally murdering that word but um i seen that and i was really i won't call you really, <laughs> <I really laughs> like the look of it um and i thought that uh one of the things i was running into uh making very large pieces is trying to ship them around anywhere or transport them um is uh is uh, not very cost friendly uh, and it's very cumbersome um, so being able to, uh, try to roll these up really could, uh, kind of saves. And I think aesthetically they, they have an overall better look. Okay. So with your digital art, do you use color or do you stick with, uh, the black? Both. Um, I, uh, I do both. Um, um, I, I of course love black and gray. Um, and I do a lot of, uh, black and white or manipulate a lot of black and white photography, um, and you have a lot of free, more freedom. I'm able to retouch and, and sort of, uh, I, or at least I'm, I'm sure there's ways to do it better in color, um, for people who really know what they're doing, but I seem to have a lot better luck working with black and white images. Um, but I do do color stuff too. And I love, um, having some color, uh, even if it's, uh, just a little hint of it somewhere in the piece. Okay, cool. And after your uh, Las Vegas show, you have another show that you're curating in uh, Wisconsin, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. That involves art from other tattoo artists, correct? Yeah, I did my best to uh, try and alert uh, artists. Uh, so it's in Racine, Wisconsin. Um, I tried to get some Wisconsin artists and Illinois artists and... Uh, I think I went Minnesota, Iowa, Indiana. Uh, I tried to send out invitations to as many artists as I could. I think I may even have some from overseas. It's, yeah, it's it's art from tattoo artists who, uh, being a tattooist and being an artist are, are two different things. Uh, and being a tattoo artist, 
just because somebody works at a tattoo shop doesn't mean they're a tattoo artist. It's a, there's something very distinct about a tattoo artist as opposed to a tattooist. Um, like tattooing is a technical skill. Being an artist is is has technical aspects to it, but it's something different than being a tattooist. So, what does separate that? Um, the best the best uh, the best example I can think of is is like really old school tattooists, like the guys that uh, were tattooing in the fifties or sixties, even uh, maybe even the seventies. I think is when they finally started to get a little what they'd call progressive. Um, but uh, I mean. 40s, 50s, 60s, um, those tattooists were thought of tattooing like a trade. Just It was just like electricity. It was just like plumbing. It was just like pipe fitting. You you just knew how to lay a good tattoo. Everybody had the same 20 or 30 sheets of, of paper, uh, of, of designs, flash, and and that was your alphabet. You knew how to do that, and you knew how to lay it well, and then that's it. And the idea of custom work or 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 huge, <laughs> huge uh, multi sessions projects wasn't even thought of. It, this was just a huh. wham bam kind of thing. It was a profession. It was a trade. Um, you got your army, your navy, your marine logo yeah. or emblem tattooed on you, and we're out the door. Right. Um, so the tattoo artist is a little bit more the tattoo artist you know, is somebody who's who and, and I and by saying this I, I I should I should also note that I'm not downing tattooists because nowadays there's tattooists who they don't like to draw they don't want to paint they don't they're not looking to make they they, they may see what they're doing is making art but really they're technicians okay there's ta- there's tattooists out there who who put your best printers to shame on skin um because they can do things like photorealistic like nobody's business um but that's because that they're they perfected the technical skill of doing that being an artist involves in the intent of doing of of embedding something uh with emotion it it also it it involves making art outside of tattooing making art outside of tattooing is a big thing do you get a different do you get a different feel for you personally, anyway, do you get a different feel bet- between doing tattoo art and doing art outside of tattooing? Um, not necessarily. Uh, it's this. It's the same. Yeah, if this makes sense, it's like the same groove. It's it's jumping into the same sort of flow that you're wanting. Does that make sense? You're you're wanting to jump into that same state of mind to to go with what you're doing. Yeah. Um, the doing yeah, actually kind of works for me because the, the, the way I work as an artist typically, or the way I used to work as an artist would be that I, I tried to make things into sort of a conveyor belt sort of system for myself so that I could work on a lot of pieces at once. So there would come a time when all these sort of prep work would be done and then I would be able to lose myself basically I, there would come a point where i wouldn't have to think at all where i could hope you know the idea would be to just sort of jump on that flow and ride that and and let that happen um and and with tattooing there it's it's kind of the same thing there's the there's the prep work before you make sure you get everything down so that as long as you're following your stencil or whatever you've drawn on there that you can just go and, 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 and trust in that if you're confident in yourself that you're going to be able to follow that. That 
you can just go and, and you sort of become automaton in that. What type of art will you have at this event in Wisconsin since it's not the tattooist art? Will it be so far, a wide range? Yeah, so far it's just drawings and paintings. I was really hoping to get some sculpture or maybe even some video work from somebody. Um, but I don't, we'll see. Um, actually, this weekend or next weekend is, is what I made the deadline for when people had to have work in. Um, and I... Uh, and I, and I, I don't know. Uh, I know I was able to get someone to, uh, send me some Gicle prints. I think that's how you pronounce that too. Um, and other than that, uh, I think it's just drawings and paintings so far. Do you want to put uh, a date out? I'm actually going to release this on Tuesday. Okay. Uh, do you want to put a specific date to that? So when people hear this on Tuesday, they can be like, Hey, I want to get art into you. They yeah, can sure. do so. Um, if they can have it to me, uh, like by, uh, they do, they'd be, have to be able to have it in Wisconsin by the beginning of October. Um, but if they could, if anybody can get any work to me by like the third or fourth at the Christian um, I would definitely take a look at it and consider it. All right. I'll put that in the show notes for sure. Cool. The opening in Vegas is on the, is actually on uh, September 3rd. It's a Saturday night. Okay, September 3rd is the opening in Las Vegas. And what is the opening uh, for uh, the Wisconsin show? That'll be October 7th, I believe. October 7th. All right, on top of all this art that you're doing, you're also a musician and stand-up comic as well, correct? I don't know that well, I myself stand-up comic. I don't, stand-up comics work really hard, man, and I, I don't, uh, I haven't, uh, when I, I, actually, when I started doing comedy, um, I hit it a lot harder, and uh, but once I, about maybe a year and a half, two years into that, uh, kind of when I just felt like I was getting my stride, um, is when I got my apprenticeship for tattooing, and once you have an apprenticeship, I, I didn't have a lot of money or, or time to get out, so my my time on stage got greatly diminished, um, but uh, I, it, was a, it was kind of a learning experience because I had to work differently. Uh, typically what I like doing is, is storytelling or, or it's like very long form comedy. Um, and once, and, and to do that, you have to be on stage fairly regularly because I, or at least yeah. the way I worked, it was because I, I don't write a lot of stuff. I try to work it out and it sounds silly or cliche, but <laughs> I try to work it out on stage and, uh, and to do that, you've got to be on stage at least four or five nights a week to really do it good. Um, and and at once I got to a point where I was only on stage once or twice a month, that that really didn't work. So I had I had to sort of pare things down to to like joke joke jokes and work on my tight five and try and try to work up to a tight ten, um, which wasn't how I worked things before. Um, so that was kind of cool, actually. I appreciated it. Okay, cool. So, uh, is there anything that uh, helped you say that you learned from stand-up comedy and tattooing by any chance? Yeah. Really? Yeah, what, what, totally. Uh, what parallel was there? In in uh, like my biggest takeaway from or, or my biggest thing with comedy was uh, was like not backing down, uh, <laughs> not backing down on something, and and really committing to something. Um, like I, I'm very, I, I don't want to say I'm really physical, but I definitely in the beginning, I kind of was. And I, and I remember I did this, used, I had this bit when I was starting out where like, uh, it could have been, I don't, here's the thing. It was over the top and it was a bit crazy. Um, and, and it killed when, when I did it right. But 
for some reason, I did it at this one place where I had some anxiety already, and the, the entire front was like this bachelorette party. And for some reason, they thought what I was doing would, had to do with rape, but it did not. Like Okay. So they, I mean, right away, they sort of, like, literally, they said, that's rape! And, like, they crossed their arms and, like, all got these ugly faces on. And, <laughs> and I tried to... And I, tried to switch it up i i i wanted to please them you know i wanted to please the audience and and then and then i feel like that taught me a lesson i should have like it, it went downhill really fast from there because i i hadn't any prepared anything else so uh it, it just sucked and 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 i ended up scrambling and and completely being like one of my most memorable bomb memorable sort of bombs ever you learn the most from the bombs yeah man. totally so as I knew, if, especially if you're going to do something outrageous, you, you've got to commit to it. And, uh, you know, other, it's like you take people up this what the fuck elevator or, or roller coaster and then just leave them at the top. You got to take them all the way over no matter what, even if they're not going to like what's on that other side. <laughs> you, you can't just take them up and then try to ease them back down. That's never going to work. Uh, <laughs> and on tattooing, um, actually, actually, like I feel like I want to should write a fucking article or essay or something about like things I've learned from tattooing. Cause every day I feel like there's different little, little lessons. Like, and when one of the main ones was, an, it was an, it's another thing. God, these are like inspirational quote cliches, but it's like a never giving up thing. Um, okay. it's really apparent. Like I feel like I've given up way too easy on a lot of things in my life, but, and like I was, I really tried hard to get the tattoo apprenticeship. And when I did, I felt like I, that was one of the things that I had worked for the hardest or waited for or, or really wanted the most. And, um, so when I, I relate this to, to not quitting because like uh, at least the first year, maybe even two that I was tattooing, there would come a point in doing the tattoos where I wasn't confident enough in what I was doing that at some point in that tattoo, um, almost always there would be, I would stop and look at it and be like, Oh my God, what have I done? Like just thinking, I've just you know I've destroyed this person's arm, or, or I've I've go, I've gone to such an extreme here that there's no saving this already. I completely <laughs> embarrassed myself and this person. You didn't say it out loud, did you? No, no, no. Um, but but there's there's with so many times that they're just it was it was a regular regular thing like every and uh, but uh, you can't like you said you didn't say that out loud so I could I couldn't stop I could not. It's not like a drawing where I could set it aside and go, I, I, I'm no good, blah, blah, blah. Um, I put it, you know, stop and, and whatever, leave, go out, um, get high, whatever it took. Um, but with tattooing, you, 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 or at least for me, it was like, a, you, I can't stop. I've still got to work this. Um, at the, you know, at the very least, I've got to believe in myself enough or push myself enough to finish this to try um okay. and, and yeah that it, does, it doesn't and, and doesn't that relate to everything <laughs> like if yeah you do that with everything if 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 not going through with it wasn't even an option uh, how much would that oh uh, god how many things in your life do you think you could uh would have been different to get through those things uh it's it's like a constant ego boost you know um 
Hell yeah, dude. Uh, that's like a huge rush. That's like one of the biggest rushes. From I've done stand up in the past too. I haven't done it for a while because I've been focusing on this podcast. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that was one of the biggest rushes up there too. When yeah. like you're you're not doing well on stage, and then you manage to turn a joke around because you stuck with it and carried it through. Same sort of situation. And those are some of the biggest rushes that I got while I was on stage. Totally, totally. So uh, we're already kind of talking about it, uh-huh. but uh, in the show, I like to ask my guests if they have any advice for people starting out in the industry that they're in or or looking to take that next step. Do you have any advice for people in any of any of the genres of art that you're into it's the same thing that uh, like i said uh, i i don't want to sound <laughs> don't want to sound like a cliche uh, optimism thing here but it's <laughs> like you can't get uh, don't give up uh the believe in yourself thing don't 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 compare yourself to anybody else don't uh, don't <laughs> do as i say not as i do because all these things i still <laughs> I still totally do. I <laughs> look at my Facebook feed every day and look at people that I think have their shit together more than me or have it better or something, man. Um, but I'm telling myself this in, in the back of my head too, man. You uh, you can't give up and you got to believe in yourself. Shit, that's, I know how hard that is. That's it, really. I, I don't know what else I could say to anybody else that would really be anybody, really be any good. Just b- believe in yourself and keep trying to move forward do a little bit every day i mean doing the work is is part of the biggest thing i've found like even if i'm not feeling it that's another thing like tattooing was was uh drawing or painting or whatever i could say i didn't feel like it that day but once i was tattooing i had to be in the studio every day i couldn't not feel it i you know that's uh, if i really want to make a living as an artist you've got to be there if you want to be a writer you've got to be there put yourself in front of the computer the typewriter the your pen and pencil whatever at some point just sit down every day if you do one thing for your dream every day at the end of the year that's 365 things you've done for your dream that's good right there i I like that if you do one thing every day for your dream that's 365 things you've done for your dream i like that right even if they're small things shit it's um it's a lot more than doing nothing i'll tell you that (laughs) yeah um all right so that that's really good advice right there what do you do to promote yourself i'm uh, i am so at at, uh in in uh perplexed by that dude perplexed how to promote myself without with very little money um other than uh you know social network sites and even those i don't know i don't really know how to use twitter or or (laughs) friggin instagram um i try to share my things i try to get them out there i try to uh, get in as many uh facebook groups of people that seem to have similar interests and and share my stuff with those people I haven't wrapped my head around it yet, man. And part of that reason is because I feel like I like that's all right. Like, uh, like I have so much like I like because I didn't get to where I feel felt I should be or feel like I should be like I need some time now to amass mounts of work so that in a year or two, hopefully or whenever I start to get my hands around promoting myself, <laughs> I'll actually look like I was working that entire time on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, other than uh, like sharing my stuff on social media, 
um, and and trying to to get word of mouth out there about me. I I am fairly clueless about promotion, man. I well, I think that's perfect reason why to bring that up on the show yeah. and hopefully that uh it will help people figure out what they want to do to promote themselves what they need to do to get to the next level you know and uh what you said word of mouth and social media using both of those effectively can be really good yeah so i have one more question that i ask all of my guests right. before we before we wrap up but uh first what is uh what is some contact information that people can get a hold of you? We have your email address if you want to throw that out again. Uh, yeah. uh we were just talking about social media if you want to throw that out. Uh actually I I've got my uh I've got a website. It's thechristianburnell.com. Um it's still under construction but uh if you go there right now it's got links to all my to my Instagram uh to I have a little SoundCloud page that I only have one song on right now. Um I have a I have my T public site which has over forty different designs of mine. You can buy T-shirts from there, um, and uh, and my page eventually will have uh, pictures of my tattoos and like my Instagram has pictures of my tattoos. You can get to my Facebook from there. Um, please check okay. it out. Um, and you, you, if you'd like, uh, the uh, the song is uh, there for everybody to listen to. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I almost so, uh, overlooked that. Uh, what uh, what type? What style of music is that? What are you in a band or? No, actually, I, I just write my own stuff and make my own stuff. What, what the only song that's on there right now is a cover song of "It's the Old Blues Tune." I just want to make love to you. Um, okay, but uh, that was sort of me wrapping my head around getting uh, getting some new software to try and produce music with, and uh, uh, tattooing's opened opened me up, man. Like I said, I've only I'm only five years and a little bit plus into that now. And, um, I had stopped making art, like I said, and, and once I was able to be in a creative environment all the time, sort of everything, uh, started happening again. And that's, so I've been able to get work out. Um, and, and finally I've, I mean, I've always wanted to make music for, I mean, that's always, uh, that was like the thing when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a rock and roll star, man. So, I mean, being able to make music now and be comfortable with it is, is a great relief. Awesome, dude. Um, now, my final question that I ask on the show to all my guests, it has to do with the name of the show. All right. It's, how do you live uncontained? Man, that's a kind of a rough one. Um, but, that's why know, I save I, it for last. You know what? When I, there's, a, there's an old guy that's kind of like in this area. He's famous now. Um, he's passed away uh, his name was solo haynes he was like one of the only uh, tattoo artists in this area for a long time and and so everybody remembers him and uh he was very cool to me when i was around looking around for a, an apprenticeship and i remember saying something to him about, uh, about a job and uh he told me uh he told me this, and and before I say it, I'm going to tell you, I laughed too. You can't, you almost can't help but laugh at this because it sounds silly, but okay, <laughs> but it's so totally true. He was, he said, tattooing's not a job, tattooing's a lifestyle, and <laughs> and it is, and that's how I okay. feel like I live uncontained. I don't live by. Uh, Anybody, I mean, every, I, I, pretty, pretty much, I, I would say ninety percent of jobs out there, um, that's not, there's nothing like tattooing, um, and that's what I always wanted. I wanted a job that sort of was my life. I didn't want a job where I felt like I needed a vacation, where I felt like I 
like, oh my God, you know, I'm going to work and, and I have this life outside of work that I have to try and have. No, because my job is my life. I, I, I didn't want anything. I didn't want something that was going to be separate from my life. I, I just wanted to live my life. And I think that's how I do it. Right on. Yeah. And like, you know, there's too many people who work like five days a week looking to get through to the weekend, like just counting down the days to the two days where they can be themselves all day. Yeah. 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 Um, and so here's another, like another thing I, I, it's a hard pill to swallow, but trying to part time any sort of creative endeavor is killer is, is, uh, you, you, you don't have an option if that's what you want. If you want to live as a comic, as a writer, as a, as a, uh, as just an artist in general, in some, at some point or another, you're going to have to sacrifice quite a bit. You're going to have to not be totally happy. You're going to have to deal with maybe not being able to afford having kids or follow whatever modern script you feel or somebody else told you you're supposed to go by um it's not going to be easy everybody is creative nowadays everybody can get a website and everybody can look professional and and uh, you have to want it more that's it all right perfect perfect man thank you uh what are the dates on your shows again plug those Uh, again yeah yeah the uh alien amyxtasis is at the um, erotic heritage museum on um it, it'll be there hanging september uh through october till the end of uh to the end of october and the opening will be on september 3rd saturday september 3rd please come out if you're in the vegas area um if you are in the racine wisconsin area or anywhere near there um in october october 7th we'll have our opening for tattoo artist beyond the skin um and this should be a really really interesting uh a cross section of work from artists all over the country and possibly even internationally. Um, and, uh, maybe even stuff to, to buy yourself or check out, or at least get to see some cool tattoo artist work. It's, uh, October 7th, right? Correct. Uh, Before I let you go, Christian, I got one more thing that I'd like to have all my guests do for me. And that is to sign off the show for me. Will you do me the favor? Certainly. This is Christian Burnell and I live uncontained thank you for listening to this episode of uncontained and thank you again to christian burnell for being on the show and talking about uh his career in art and all the forms of art that he does and how he lives uncontained that's right and thank you for uh getting to itunes and rating reviewing subscribing and sharing and it doesn't have to be itunes it can be whatever pod player you enjoy but please get there show some love for the show and some love for the guests of the show make sure you're going out checking out their pages and uh checking out their events as well Check in the show notes for more information on Christian's events coming up, including the two art shows or whatever artistic endeavor he may be taking on next. Thank you for listening. And as always, live uncontained.